Join culture creator Ramel Wallace, museum CEO Micah Parson, philanthropist Erwin Jacobs, and urban agriculturist Diane Moss on season two of Stop and Talk, a podcast about the future of the San Diego region. How can we create a vibrant region that celebrates our cultural richness and economic strength? Find out and hear other San Diego experts on Stop and Talk. Discover seasons one and two now at stopandtalkpodcast.com. That's stopandtalkpodcast.com. This podcast is brought to you in part by the estate of Bob Nelson. Bob was a lover of all things San Diego and a longtime supporter of Voice of San Diego and its podcasts. We at Voice of San Diego are honored to have his support during his lifetime and continued support through his estate planning. Are you passionate about resolving conflicts and making positive impact in the world? Then USD's Conflict Management and Resolution Master's program may be for you. Learn to address conflicts at all levels, from personal disputes to global crises. Join the Kroc School's dedicated community fostering peace and understanding while you acquire practical skills to navigate diverse settings. Apply now and be the change you want to see in the world. Visit sandiego.edu slash peace slash VOSD. That's sandiego.edu slash peace slash VOSD. Are you looking to engage with regional decision makers, business leaders, elected officials, and industry professionals committed to improving downtown San Diego? Join the Downtown San Diego Partnership. As a member, you'll receive access to exclusive resources, exposure to special programming, networking functions, and additional opportunities unmatched by any other local membership-based organization. Join the driving forces behind the future of downtown San Diego. For a 10% discount, become a member today. I told her how well the human body floats in ocean water, and that didn't seem to help. Yeah, you were explaining the, the buoyancy of, of salt water. <laughs> I don't think I don't think it does. I think more people should know how buoyant you are in salt it's water so they don't insane get so how worried. you pronounce that word. It's in, it's just insane. What do you say? Buoyant. What do I say? Buoyant. <laughs> like you're talking about like making soup. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Welcome to the Voice of San Diego podcast in partnership with News Radio 600 Coco. I am Scott Lewis, the CEO and editor in chief at Voice San Diego. I'm joined, as always, Andrew Keats, managing editor of Voice San Diego. What's up, Andy? Pal, how you doing? I'm well, thank you. Lopez, Andrea Lopez Viafania is not here this week. We'll be all right. Yeah, we're gonna we'll deal. We'll get through this one, and then uh, the gang will be back together for for a while. Coming up on the show this week, whatever happened to, that's the theme, this last week of uh, non-official summer, whatever happened to that Sandag driving fee, whatever happened to the city of San Diego's food waste recycling program it's required to implement, whatever happened to the downtown homeless service hub, otherwise known as a place where people pretended to skydive. This week at Voice San Diego, we're following up on stories that had open questions to see if those questions have been answered. We'll explain the history of these stories and what we know now. It'll be a good one. Stay with us. So um, 
This is probably my last week on the podcast. I'm a TikTok star now. I don't know if you saw that. Well, after that's that joke I, this is my last not, minute on this podcast not, not a joke in this office <laughs> not a joke i took the initiative to explain proposition 26 and 27 and then blew up on tiktok who knew who knew but i in researching that i did learn one thing about proposition 27 wonder, wonder uh, yeah uh, i've got a funny feeling you're gonna tell me <laughs> proposition 27 is the one that allows online gambling yeah on devices in the internet throughout California, except at the actual casinos, by the way, to be clear. So you can't like go chill in a casino and on. I don't know how they're going to figure that out, but that's part of it. So the thing I learned that I thought was fascinating is as you read through that, one of the things it says, and there's a whole section that says like how to protect the integrity of sports, because that's what gamblers are (laughs) definitely high priority for them is the integrity of sports. So, at uh, one of the sections, it says that you are not allowed to gamble on A, high school sports or youth sports, and B, college sports involving a California college. Okay. However. Now, is that a college based here or a state run college? Uh, I, I think it, the way I read it. Any, Can I bet on Pepperdine? Any college? No, any college in California. Okay. However, yeah. unless Endless. unless that college is playing in a big tournament like the NCAA March Madness Final Four. Okay. Because we wouldn't want to not be able to bet on the Final Four. Yes. So... It seems like I understand the thought process that goes into that where they're like, we should just make it so that you don't you don't get to bet on colleges. Except. Except. Uh, and so, but then they're like, but what happens if one of them goes to the Final Four? They're going to go. Yeah. And you're going to cut We're them all off that from money. that. But it does seem like those are the most, those are the most like tense moments for the integrity of the sport you're worried about, right? Close? No, I, no, no, I don't no? think so. Okay. I think... I think if you like look at the like the point shaving scandals that have occurred in college sports, it's it's the minor you gotta, games. You get a, it's the minor games where the players are willing to take the bag. Got it. Okay. Well, there you go. Check it out if you want to get some uh, updates on how all that works. But we can't root. We can't bet on San Diego State football, but unless they made a bowl game, then we could. Probably. I don't know about bowls. They described it as tournaments. Huh. Maybe that maybe a bowl game. So if counts? they make the the if they make the playoff, the Doritos. If the they make Doritos the playoff, Locos they could, but bowl? not if they made the Holiday Bowl, unless the Holiday Bowl was incorporated into Damn the playoff. It, I thought I had it down. I don't know. I'll have to go read it All again. Right. Fascinating. We are about to wrap up our fall fundraising campaign or late summer fundraising campaign. Our goal is to raise $75,000 by Labor Day. We're on our way to that goal, but we need you to get us to the finish line. As always, when you give, you can write a little note and show this show, specifically this show, some support. Here's some recent notes we've gotten. Jacob Munger says, I enjoy the weekly podcast and PolitiFest and the daily morning reports. Fantastic, Jacob. Thank you. Janice Pierce said, The Morning Report is my biggest link to local news. Great. Jacob Certain says, The written content, yeah, yeah. Don't stop that. Love it. Fine. But the podcast, 
I really appreciate that and the San Diego 101 minis. Thanks, Jacob. Appreciate you. Marin Doherty says, I appreciate how hard you all work to tell important stories of San Diego. Love the podcast too. Thanks, Marin. And Lily Arani, she says, thanks for all the good work. I appreciate the diversification of the voices on the podcast and deeper reporting on communities of color and working people in the region on both sides of the border. Thank you, Lily. We're rewarding you today with two white guys. Hope that's okay. Whatever happened to Voice of San Diego? Is that what you want to say someday? You don't. You want to know that it's the biggest, most powerful investigative news outlet in San Diego. Make that possible. Join today at VOSD.org slash pod people. That's VOSD.org slash pod people. And we'll get the support and we'll read your name if you write something cool. We talked last week about the end of the universe as we know it, but also the inevitability of some sort of vehicle mile travel tax, some sort of way to collect money from people who drive electric vehicles because they won't be paying the gas tax, which pays for a lot of the road repairs and infrastructure that we need. And we talked about how Sandag had included that. That's the San Diego Association of Governments, the regional transportation agency, which ministers a lot of money and plans how we're going to get around this region over the next 50 years. They had included this, which we're calling a driving fee, in their giant decades uh, projection of where and how we're going to get around the region. How do you feel about that term, driving fee? I I think it's the best you've done so far. Okay. It's got to call it something. Very simple. Vehicle, mild travel. What's the other one? Ruck? They they call it the ruck. The road user charge. Road user charge. God, what's wrong with these people? <laughs> no, driving fee is the, is the way to go. It's yeah. fine. Uh, so we talked about how gas-powered vehicles are going to lose market share and electric vehicles gonna, are going to gain market share. And thus, if you want to you know, pay for things, it's going to have to happen. Plus, the fee added a disincentive to drive, which they needed to make their goals for fewer people driving and emitting carbon dioxide, right? Well said, yeah. And... And it provided money that they needed to build things. Right. Now, the moment they put that in their plan last year, at the end of last year, there was a lot of conservative backlash to it. They're going to charge you to drive. Can you believe these liberals? There was a a pivotal argument in a special election for the La Mesa City Council. That's right. For instance. (laughs) Key race. Among others. <laughs> among other major issues that this boiled down to. So yes. and and covered by Time magazine. Covered by Time magazine, this pivotal yeah. uh argument. To respond to that backlash, Mayor Todd Gloria of the city of San Diego mm-hmm. and Mayor Catherine Catherine Blakespear, who's the chair of Sandag. Chair and vice chair, respectively. Well, I should say vice chair and chair, respectively. They made the big news that, yes, they're passing this plan, but they are going to immediately change it. Yes. Lead the board to change it so that it removes this driving fee because it was a distraction. It's unnecessary. Here was Mayor Todd Gloria at the meeting where they passed this transportation plan that included the driving fee. I'm eager and excited uh, to approve this transformational plan today. I believe that it is bold. I believe that it's ambitious. Uh, I believe it's representative of the transportation system that we deserve as a San Diego region. Okay, so then everybody goes around the horn. They have their discussion. 
the conservatives who dislike this road user charge spend a lot of time talking about how bad it is. And uh, eventually they hold a vote and it passes. The plan with the, the, the driving the fee. The plan with the driving fee that Todd Glory was very enthusiastic to, to support. Now, remember, the driving fee is like cornerstone of this thing. You can't I mean, like it, pull it out very easily. Yeah, it's like it's this big... Uh, I don't know the appropriate analogy, but you pull it out and like everything else starts moving around, right? right? Like the emissions don't work. And so then anything you do to try to get those emissions might make it more expensive, but then you've uh, to get those emissions reductions, but then you made it more expensive and you've lost the money from the road user charge. So you can do it, but it's not easy. It's not simple to just yank one piece out of this. Everything's related. They all move together, right? Right. Uh, nonetheless, nonetheless, just after they finish uh, the vote on this, um, Todd Gloria again pipes up, makes a motion again. This is what he says. I'd like to make a very specific motion. Um, I move that we direct staff to immediately begin evaluation of a potential update to the 2021 regional plan uh, for board consideration including evaluating alternatives to the regional road user charge program. And with that, I would like to ask staff to report back to us uh, within six months time. Uh, so I'd make that motion. I'd ask for my colleagues support um, and turn it back to you, Chair. Okay, I'll second that I'll motion. Second that motion. And I'll just... Um... Enthusiastic seconding going on. Everybody jumping into the pool here. Now, Andy, you remember things. Yeah. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't they also put out a press release saying like, we're going to take this fee out? Like yes. it was a big like push. Like we're, hey, we've heard you. Mm -hmm. We're taking this driving fee out, and this is the this is the formal version of that action, right? Yeah, and maybe this is a good time for me to stipulate here something that that uh, before we get too too further in into the the depths of this that Sandag had released the official draft version of this plan like eight months earlier than this, and had been working on it months and months earlier than that. It had not been a surprise in December of 2021 that a driving fee was included in this plan. No, nor it had, that it would be controversial. Nor that it would be controversial. Now, what was true in December 2021 was that it got very heated. The KUSIs of the world were giving it a lot of attention. All of the uh, all of the TV stations were. Uh, the conservative board members, Jim Desmond, Richard Bailey, Rebecca Jones, were appearing in media a lot, you know, well, let's emphasizing be, how how controversial this is. Hold on, but let me just it was not new at that point, right? And and there's sort of three ways that it's controversial, right? Yeah. One is tax, like anything tax or yeah. spending is very very con or hard for folks yeah. sometimes. But the other is the literal like way to enact and enforce a fee like this because you'd have to somehow keep track of how much people drive so that you can charge them for it, right? Yes. And, and and thus the third is the surveillance or sort of privacy concerns. I would call that the second. I think the the third is like a cultural affinity for for right. car, and for car just, culture. Just like you're trying just to like stop us is, from our freedoms, right? A fit li liberals pushing your lifestyle changes on us in the guise of of you know transportation policy, right? Um, but I, I mentioned that because like if what you want if you just saw if you caught whiff of this driving fee and you're like bad idea don't like it not the type of policy i'm ready to support there's a better way to go about getting it out of the plan that is a major component of the agency that you are a board on the board of directors of than waiting until like minutes after 
you've adopted that final version of that plan. Right. Like there's a there's a whole environmental process that goes on. You 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 could intervene at the front end as opposed to the back end, basically. Right. But that's not what happened here. Not so that's I mean. a long way of saying at the literal last possible moment that you could do anything, Todd Gloria and Catherine Blakespear made this motion to do this. Okay. Right? So after that happens, there's this eruption where the conservatives say, look, they passed this thing we've been warning about. Yes. And then. And, and, and an eruption from progressives who are like, what the heck? We Why thought you, you, we thought you were the environmentalists on the board. Right. We thought that we had control of Sandag. He's been talking about this plan for a long time. We've been pushing back on these jerks from the North County and the rural right. parts of the county who don't want these things. And I thought the idea was that we did. And now you've surrendered that you know major part of this thing. Right. So it's a very like tacking to the center. Right. To please no one. <laughs> but, but, so then there's so Gloria and, and Blake's. I think it's important at this moment are taking the position like this is removed. It is disinformation for you to tell people that that we have included this fee still in the plan. We took a vote, a formal vote as a board it's directing out. the staff that this is going to go. Now, we still have to go through some steps to get it out, All right. but that's happening. Now we're at the whatever happened to that part. Well, yeah. we've got, So in July, at the end of that quote from Todd Gloria, you get you fast forward. It does come back seven months later, not six months, but seven months later. It comes back before the board in July, and lo and behold, Sandag is not before the board of directors with an actual amendment to remove that fee from the plan. They're there with a request for further direction that basically boiled down to, do you really want us to remove the fee from the plan? And they said, yeah. Yeah, so they go through this this presentation about what's next about removing this plan. And suddenly we've got like a lot of different balls in the air here. One of which is that Sandag, like every other regional agency, has to pass a new version of this plan every four years. Right. Right, that's like, and it's hard to do, so they need to get going. And they do it all the time. It's like ba- it's like a big part of what the agency's existence is, is, is working on these plans. So that's got to happen in 2025. Here we are midway through 2022. And one of the slides in the presentation is absolutely illegible. I mean, like in the Hall of Fame of impossible to understand graphics. On the San Diego Unified yes. scale of difficult graphics to comprehend is it a 10 i feel like it's like that's like promoting it to the big leagues okay. <laughs> this is this is like it, it's it's first submission so it's a seven or yeah seven. this is a, so it's come out strong so, solid middle of the order bat in double a okay right. got it thank you um but it does include a timeline that seems to go out until 2025 to take out this driving fee yeah it would as, take as was todd said do it in six months right they say we're working on it and here's some of the stuff that needs to happen and there's like a long list of stuff and it goes out it's gonna take four years sorry <laughs> it's take, sir sorry it's gonna take the amount of time it takes to do a new plan um and so some of the and like 
to be clear, like there is absolutely no questioning of Hassan Akrata going on at this m- meeting from anyone other Hassan than Hassan Akrata is the executive, executive director of Sandag who has been nodding like, okay, we'll follow your direction and seems clear that he's just uh, slow walking. So he's slow walking the whole thing. Exactly. And no one is, is interrogating this relatively clear strategy except for the conservatives on the board who don't believe that yeah. there's any intention to ever take right. this fee out. Right. They're they're saying, see, we told we you. We told you. They're going to leave this in the plan. You adopted a plan with it in here, and until it's out, that's the only truth. And so now Todd earlier, he he, the mayor, he says, look, I'm a little frustrated how long this is taking, but I'd like to make another motion, take the thing out. They go through, they vote on it. They, they end up doing all that. But at some point, the conservatives start pushing on Hassan that like, it looks like you're suggesting that this could go on for a long time. Here's what Hassan says. As to the timeline, and, and you see it in front of here, you know, timelines could be subject to a lot of things. We're going to start with today's, if you, if you approve today's action, we're going to start the process, which means we immediately going to start running scenarios and bringing in other alternatives to make sure the plan is compliant. We'll look at the financials. We'll look at model runs, and the, this board will be updated as we go along. But this is not something that's going to be done overnight or, or in a month. Uh, we have the, 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 on the screen, the deadline you see goes all the way to 2025, but that doesn't mean, does not mean the update is going to wait that long. We'll see. Clear as day. Hard, it's hard to say, I guess, when we'll get rid of this thing. <laughs> um, it's not going to be within a month, and it may be until 2025, but not necessarily. Uh-huh. Timelines are a funny thing. Right? Meanwhile, you <laughs> yeah. have uncovered that there was a whole exchange going on with the state. Not, not coincidentally, the board members who have never liked this whole thing to begin with, you know, to be clear, they just, they just want to get rid of this thing, right? Right. Um, they sent the California Air Resources Board, which is in the statutory position of approving this plan and make and saying that Sandag has followed the law and they said just so you know what's going on down here they've promised to like change the plan that you're being asked to approve right now mm-hmm. and so you should be very clear that the thing that you're being asked to approve is as far as we're being told is not real one of the core parts of the plan is to be removed so maybe you should keep that in mind if you're going to approve the plan that has it Yes. And and so that leads to this back and forth. And um, so to be clear, this back and forth occurs after this this board meeting we were just listening to. But that leads to this back and forth. Hassan takes it takes it upon himself to send a letter to the resources board and says he kind of just like very subtly talks past the issue and says, just so you know, I know you've received its letter, but we have passed a budget for this year that includes studying ways to implement this driving fee so like you should take it seriously that we're going to keep the driving fee yeah he's not he's you say subtle but he's very clearly saying we're not going to take the driving fee out of this plan don't worry about it yeah he doesn't say exactly that right but it's a a way of saying it's not a it's 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 not a leap to conclude that that but nonetheless their resources board decides that they'd like to dispense with the subtleties. Right. And they send him a letter and say, thanks for letting us know about your 
budgetary <laughs> allotments for the year. Seems like you guys are all over the place, but okay, go ahead. Uh, but the, so they say, look, I just need to ask, how do you plan to comply with the board's direction from July to pull this thing out of here, to pull this driving fee out of your plan? Is that what you're doing? Uh, so it's this is a letter from Hassan. It's formatted as like a Q&A. So it's listed as Sandag response. And he says, quote, in order to carry out the July 8th, 2022 board action, Sandag is initiating work on our next regional plan. As in, hey, approve the plan in front of you today and we'll deal with tomorrow tomorrow, but we're not amending anything. Now, that is that is news right there. He's He is saying out loud what the plan is, which is I'm not amending the 2020 plan, one plan that we passed not changing it. And in some ways it's interesting that he's his direction to the state is that I'm going to basically ignore the explicit direction from the board which was not to take this out of the next plan we do but instead to take it out of the plan we've just done. However, I I want to be clear that there was a moment at the July board meeting where Matt Hall, the mayor of Carlsbad, seemed to dig up the fact that this seems like it was the idea and asked Hassan directly, hang on, if we're getting started on our regional plan for 2025 now and you tell me it's going to take this long to do the amendment, does that mean you're just going to take it out of the 2025 plan? And he asked, here's their exchange. So my question is, is when is the next plan? When do we start on the next plan? 2025 you have started already well we have to update it every four years correct correct so is the plan that we're working on right now going to be our 2025 plan could be it could be our 2025 plan yes could be could be could be could be be. so look i think I, i think the to to wrap this bad boy up we've had a lot of back and forth here but there has been practically no movement at all on removing this driving fee from the plan that the uh, board of directors made a very big show last December about about the fact that they had abandoned. They were moving it out. They don't want to support it. It's a bad idea. They don't want it in the plan. Not doing it. Almost none of that has happened. Meanwhile, the director of the agency in question has told the state, we're not taking it out now. We might take it out at the next plan. And... I got to say, like, while it's true that Sandag is taking an interesting tact in largely ignoring the explicit direction of its board of directors, that board of directors also has all of the information available in front of them stated in public meetings to interrogate that approach if they wanted to. Mm -hmm. It is a decision to just allow these statements to just pass through and, and, and to, you know, act like it's outrageous that you're being ignored. Yeah. And so for, let's say you're Mayor Todd Gloria and you want to be able to tell people you oppose this or you didn't want this, yeah. you can't do that anymore. You right. you signed off on a plan that includes this. It yeah. is now the official plan yeah. and will be, it right. appears from all this, for the next four years, three years. Mm-hmm. And... Now, at any point, maybe the board comes comes together and says, 
you know, starts banging the table and saying, when are you going to put an amendment in front of us? We asked for an amendment. Give us an amendment. Mm-hmm. That would be a change in approach. Right now, they've sort of passively stood by as it's been very obviously slow walked. So they they can either a begin to just accept and and endorse it and say like, yes, we do need to eventually charge a fee in a different way to right. do this. It's theoretical and it's the long term, but this plan depends on it. It makes sense for all the climate and financial reasons. We have to do it. I you know I, I agree. It's it's not great for your immediate short-term politics, but that's what we're going to do. They've chosen not to do that either. And so they they want it all the ways, it feels like. Yes. And they can't have it all the ways. I think that's exactly right. And like in all this, there's like the accountability of like, are you doing what you said you were going to do? Yeah. There's also the accountability of like, are you planning to lower the carbon footprint of this region? in furtherance of and state policies you, that you say you sub, uh, support and agree with. And related is how can you support this plan with all of these things that, you know, are add transit, add different freeway configurations and configurations and all that. How can you support that if you don't have a viable way to pay for it? Because not only was it dependent on this fee, mm-hmm. it was dependent on two other tax increases, right? And a just wheelbarrow full of money from other sources, right? Yeah, uh, a mini new, wheelbarrows. A <laughs> new a new fee charged to services like Uber and Lyft that would come to Sandag. Uh, new tolling on freeways that would go to Sandag. Lots of different revenue sources are expected to like. So you can't say you like the what it builds if you don't have a way to right. say how you'll pay for it. It's, it's built to be in perfect balance. Uh-huh. Meanwhile, the the other one is the the conservatives who you yeah. said were misleading people by saying you support this are vindicated they, they absolutely get to say hey remember on it on december 10th when we said that the only thing that happened today was that you passed a plan that had a driving fee in it and that people shouldn't people like voice of san diego shouldn't be out there reporting that you also voted to kill the driving fee they were right yeah like that that is that is a, a vindicated position at this point. And I then the say. third issue is like this is all so heady. Like, <laughs> it's just all like such a high level of discussion when everybody just honestly is just thinking about like where they're going to charge up their electric car or how they're going to deal with potholes. Right. Absolutely. Now I, we should also say that in the time since this passed, like a bunch of other regions have passed their own regional plans, and like all of them have driving fees in it. All of them? <laughs> I th- like, I, all the ones I'm familiar with included <laughs> it. <laughs> so at the start of this year, the city of San Diego, like all cities in California, w- had a deadline mm-hmm. to dramatically cut down on their food waste. Makes up like 30% of the landfill or something, almost 40. Yeah. Uh, so food waste, they were going to, give you a different bin the, the state said all cities have to give you a different bin take it to a different place and recycle it in a different way right you have to defer divert food waste from landfills and there's a couple reasons for this one is to protect landfills the other is to because when food waste gets in the landfill it it turns into methane and methane's a climate uh you know very greenhouse harmful, gas very harmful greenhouse gas and so uh all these things combined they said you got to do this now some cities have been able to do this yeah, Chula Vista. Uh, Chula Vista added a, a small fee to its existing fees for its private haulers of trash, mm-hmm. and they're getting the bins, they're getting everything taken care of. Yeah. 
San Diego has not yet. So whatever happened to San Diego's food waste recycling program, the deadline passed and many months have passed and we still have no idea. Now I heard there's some supply chain issues and all that such, but there's another big issue. Yeah, the other big issue is like it's expensive and the city of San Diego is not in a position like the city of Chula Vista to just pass a fee increase to pay for it. Right, the the it's like $50 million for a facility to process all these things. You got to buy all these trucks, hire more people. Mm-hmm. Which Un- they've done. They've bought the trucks, they've hired the people. Maybe they have to like they haven't started the service yet. So, part of the reason is is that we're going to go back to it. one of our favorite subjects, the yeah. People's Ordinance in San Diego. In San Diego, the city of San Diego has a law that says if you are able to get your trash to the street, the city must pick it up without charging a special fee. Mm-hmm. So uh, that, in essence, means that most single-family homes, standalone homes, have no special fees to have their trash picked up. And it also has the effect that most multifamily apartments and condos have to pay private haulers to come and take away their trash. So they have to pay a fee. That is a bit of an inequity, of course. Mm -hmm. And it means that people often of lesser resources, lesser wealth, lower economic statuses have to pay more for that sort of service than people who... Yeah, there's a lot of people who no. bristle at the notion that that they are free riding here. Yeah, they don't ever say they get free trash free pickup. Trash. People go nuts about that. And, I pay taxes. Yeah, and it's not the world's worst argument. They do pay taxes into the city's general fund, and the services are paid for out of the city's general fund. And now the the hiccup here is that the multifamily owners who pay an additional fee also pay into the general fund. Yeah, they pay property taxes either through their rent or through their yeah. condo associations or whatever Right, in the same way. It, 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 there is an additional fee for some people and not for others. That's yeah. just true. <laughs> um, yeah. But on the November ballot is a change to the city's charter that would allow the city mm-hmm. to study whether to do a fee and how much the fee should be for trash collection and now, as we look at this problem here, this very expensive food waste recycling program mandate from the state, it almost feels like they have to do that fee <laughs> to comply with this mandate. All this stuff that they might want to do with the extra money they get from a fee might get absorbed into picking up people's discarded food waste. Apple rinds. Yeah. And so the, the city says it's targeting rolling out this food waste program this coming January, yes. exactly one year after the state deadline. Now, there's no indication that the state is like angry about the fact that the city hasn't this might started be this. One of those fabled unfunded mandates. It is. They they call it that. It is. It is one of those. <laughs> um, and so the state hasn't been like coming down hard by any any uh, recollection that I'm aware of that. City needs to get that, get out, get this out here. So they're saying, oh, we'll do it in January. It'll be one year late, but uh, hey, you know, what are you going to do? Well, that would put it in the realm, assuming the voters comply in November, of being able to raise fees to cover the cost of this program. Yeah. So that is what happened to the San Diego food waste recycling program. Although we don't know. Let's 
Actually, yeah. we, we, not, we haven't answered the question of what happened. We just said this is why nothing. This happened. is where we stand right now in the nothingness of, of it. Good job, journalist. <laughs> we, can't, we can't change the future. <laughs> We're going to take a quick break. Stay with us. Join culture creator Ramel Wallace, museum CEO Micah Parson, philanthropist Erwin Jacobs, and urban agriculturist Diane Moss on season two of Stop and Talk, a podcast about the future of the San Diego region. How can we create a vibrant region that celebrates our cultural richness and economic strength? Find out and hear other San Diego experts on Stop and Talk. Discover seasons one and two now at stopandtalkpodcast.com. That's stopandtalkpodcast.com. Are you passionate about resolving conflicts and making positive impact in the world? Then USD's Conflict Management and Resolution Master's Program may be for you. Learn to address conflicts at all levels, from personal disputes to global crises. Join the Croc School's dedicated community fostering peace and understanding while you acquire practical skills to navigate diverse settings. Apply now and be the change you want to see in the world. Visit sandiego.edu slash peace slash VOSD. That's sandiego.edu slash peace slash VOSD. Are you looking to engage with regional decision makers, business leaders, elected officials, and industry professionals committed to improving downtown San Diego? Join the Downtown San Diego Partnership. As a member, you'll receive access to exclusive resources, exposure to special programming, networking functions, and additional opportunities unmatched by any other local membership-based organization. Join the driving forces behind the future of downtown San Diego. For a 10% discount, become a member today. All right, next on Whatever Happened to... I think this one, this is one we can answer. Okay, the skydiving... Well, actually, that's not even true. We'll get there. Go ahead. All right, the Indoor Skydiving Center. Remember the city of San Diego. Let's dial back the timeline. It was, what, 2018? So the city of San Diego, dealing with a homelessness crisis, rushes, led by Mayor Kevin Faulkner, rushes, scrambles to purchase the building that formerly housed a defunct indoor skydiving facility to transform it into a, a place that would help people with homelessness without giving them home or anywhere to sleep it would be like a one-stop shop for jumping through all the associated hoops of the various homelessness services that are available now the mayor rushed the city again to purchase this building without doing any notoriously any appraisal of it and purchased it from an associate of his yeah david malcolm and his family because they 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 were like you gotta do one of these facilities and i got a building here for you you should pay for me for it immediately yeah. without doing all your dumb city stuff. Yeah. That, that doesn't feel like it was enough of a scandal, in my opinion. It seems like it was still kind of a thing we never got to the bottom of. It, yeah, I, I would agree with that. Could have done a whatever happened to that specific scandal. Gotcha. But then they hired uh, a, a, a an agency to come in 
and serve the homeless there. And remember, that turned into a mess after she said it's not working. So whatever happened to it? It's a, it is a operational homelessness navigation center. Now. Okay. It, it, it is operating the way that everybody had said it. People without shelter are going to it and Mm -hmm. getting things, something, not a place to sleep or some connection to one. Yeah, there's no, you still can't sleep there. Can't sleep there. It's still no homes. Can you skydive? No, but the the, the wind tunnels remain. (laughs) They're still there. In case you want to practice your your, uh, paper plane tricks. Yeah, exactly. If you wanted to practice your paper plane, playing tricks the wind tunnel is still there for that um so it's been open for 14 months uh-huh. as a, a the they, they call it the homelessness response center okay not not a navigation center anymore okay um in those those 14 months the housing commission which operates it now um has reported 17,400 visits now that is not people which is good because that's a larger number than the number of people who are allegedly homelessness that are allegedly homeless in San Diego. Um, 17,400 visits, which 14 months, 30 days, but there's not, they're not open seven days a week. They're open more like five days a week. They were open six days a week. They might open six days a week again. Anyway, it works out to about 60 visits a day, 60 times a day. They sit down with somebody and, lay out their options and try to coordinate them and connect them with something. So um, I'll leave you to decide whether you think that's a lot or a little. That seems seems like right in the sweet spot of making it difficult to say whether that's a lot or a little, I would say. Um, they have also connected 490 separate people. So this is not visits now. This is 490 residents um, who had not been receiving support anywhere else. So they had they it, these are people who were not sort of just shuffled from one service center or response center to this one. Four hundred ninety new people who started receiving support and hadn't previously been connected to anyone. And of those four hundred ninety people, um, one hundred and eight people have been moved into permanent homes or long term living situations. Okay, so there you go. Those are the that's the the upshot of what we can say about that. Okay, but. Current mayor, who was very critical of that at the time, doesn't seem convinced that this needs to continue operating as this. Um, he uh, is unspecific, but seems to say that we still need to take another look at about maybe not continuing to use this the way it's being used right now. Because mm-hmm. this is not what we need. One op- one option, it seems like, would be to sell it and turn it into places people could live. I don't know. Yeah. Just an idea. Mm-hmm. You can see all of our stories in this series about whatever happened to at VOSD.org slash what happened. That's VOSD.org slash what happened. And uh, you can check out Andy's story there, Mackenzie, Lisa. We've got some from Jacob McQuinney. We've got uh, Jesse in there about a thing in Chula Vista. lot to follow up on VOSD.org slash what happened. Was that your idea, whatever happened to, or was that Lopez? It was both Lopez and I in a little joint brainstorming session. All right, well, very impressive. Good job. Great. Thanks for listening to the Voice of San Diego podcast, the most popular public affairs podcast in San Diego that looks at whatever happened to questions and tries to answer them. 
It's the most popular public affairs podcast that does that in San Diego. Get the newsletter for this show and all of our great columns at VOSD.org slash newsletters. That's VOSD.org slash newsletters. The Politics Report will be back. I'm sorry for all of those folks that texted me this weekend. We <laughs> missed a week. I'm sorry. Stop yelling at me. I appreciate your love for the Politics Report. The Learning Curve, North County Report, and more. That's at VOSD.org slash newsletters. VOSD.org slash newsletters. I'm Scott Lewis, CEO and Editor-in-Chief at Voice San Diego. Huge on TikTok. Andrew Keats, managing editor, and Nate Johns, our producer. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week. <laughs>